0: TalkZone.com
2: Welcome you to Two Guys and a Mic show here in the talkzone.com. It is the coach flying solo temporarily, hopefully. Hopefully going to be joined in the not-too-distant future by the big dog, Joel Rand Wansky. The competition starts today. Let the madness begin. And we got a lot of the news outside the sporting world, too, and certainly outside of college basketball. Thank you so much for joining us. Beautiful, beautiful Thursday Here in the fine city of Chicago, our phone number if you want to check in, by the way. Make your picks. But you got to do it in the next couple hours before the games actually start. You can do that here at thetalkzone.com. Phone lines are open at 888-463-6748. If you didn't join us on yesterday's show, we kind of had a two-day countdown with basketball expert Joel Radwanski, my good partner. It took two days. Two hours to whittle it down, but it came down to Villanova and Ohio State. And, at Big Dog, if memory serves me correct, you had the Ohio State Buckeyes winning the 2010 National Championship.
3: Yeah, a little tiny bit of that is uh, who I'm rooting for in this particular tournament. I'm going to have to admit, Coach, I, I could not leave the bias at the door. So... so- uh, hopefully some of the like local teams, Big Ten teams, get it done in the tournament.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. Starts at, uh, what, about 11.25 today? I know every area around the country shows different games. One of the frustrating things about the tournament, isn't it, that you you can't necessarily watch the game that you want to see?
3: In a little bit, but I will tell you this. Every year, both of us are always impressed yep. how they get you around the country, and you basically don't miss any of, like, the – critical action. I mean, maybe you don't get all of it, but you get all the critical stuff.
2: Yeah, I would agree. CBA, it's a tough job, tough job, because sometimes there's like four games going on. But you're right. The last couple of years in particular, whoever the director is in charge, a lot of pressure on that guy. He does an outstanding job of when to cut off the game you're watching, going to another game that's a close finish when all is said and done. At the end of the day, big dog, you can uh, lie in bed, have a cigarette, and, and at least be satisfied you've enjoyed all the basketball that there is to enjoy.
3: I usually do that after every single uh, March Madness day, coach. And, and also a reminder out there: like, if you are like a Marquette fan yep. in the middle of your game, it's going to get cut away, and so don't freak out. Okay, you're yep. going to miss. A, you're not going to get to see 40 minutes of action of your team either. That's one mm-hmm. thing that some people get all upset about. You know what I mean? I, I never get that. I, I remember watching the Illinois versus Fairfield game one time. Illinois is up by, like, 40 <laughs> points with eight minutes to go, and uh-huh. they cut away for a couple minutes to show an exciting end, and somebody yep. was complaining about it in the bar. I'm like, yep. you need to get a light. Yeah, okay. you, yeah,
2: yeah, you got to expect that. I mean, CBS is yeah. doing the best that they can. If you're uh, watching away from home, make sure you have a designated driver. If you're drinking, if you're watching at home, big dog, make sure you have a towel and uh, do use protection, right?
3: Well, definitely use protection, <laughs> Coach, and I got the cardiac arrest. thing. The decision is ready to go right now as we speak.
2: The cardiac arrest,
3: no, the the defibrillator. Oh, the defibrillator. In case that's- somebody has a heart attack, to the house because this is a little. This is like the NCA headquarters. You know of what? That's,
2: that's that's not bad. I know you're certified to give uh, first aid, but you know what? The uh, defibrillator is not a bad thing. So you're saying in your house that uh, you've got like 18 roommates. We've uh, genu- gently called it the United Nations. You guys actually have a defibrillator there in case somebody goes down.
3: Yeah, let's just say the healthiest people don't. Well, the people who reside here are fine. Our friends, they're out of shape, coach. They need to walk around. They drive here. They need to walk here. Okay, so we 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 don't want a lawsuit on the hand. So we figured that it'd be good to actually have that on the wall in the downstairs bar,
2: just in case.
3: Just yeah, in case, know. you
2: might want to review your first aid manual, though. In case that defibrillator doesn't work, you might have to give a a little manual mouth to mouth before this day is over. Big dog, you so, never know So,
3: you got to be quite honest with you. Everybody that lives here, we we're way up on that. We we practice mouth to mouth on ourselves constantly. <laughs> we don't have to worry about that.
2: <laughs> Always important to be prepared,
4: right?
3: Oh, Always. Yeah, the preparedness is half the battle.
4: Thank you. You're Smith. clearly gay. There's nothing really else to say about that. I think you all know that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Smoky Smoky the Bear joining us here on the com. Be prepared, oh, young nice, man. Smokey. Be prepared and that's the same thing for filling out your brackets. You got you got to be, Well, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Is it be prepared or is it just go on your hunches? What do you From experience, on, you know, what's I, a,
3: I will tell you this. You can watch an NCAA tournament game beforehand, and everything will make sense. One, term has, one team has a senior point guard. The other guy has a freshman who hasn't started all season because of an injury. One team has size. One team has speed. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, this team will have a problem with that. All of a sudden, the ball gets thrown out between there, and all of a sudden, one team shows a lot of heart, and the other team is blinded by the big lights, and they lose. Mm-hmm. To, no matter how much you research this, everything that you research is thrown out the window. There's a 50-50 chance that your research will be right. There's a 50-50 chance that you should have went with the HUD. Mm-hmm. It, it, It's I don't know what it is about this tournament, but you must unlearn what you've learned.
2: Sounds like it's time to bring out paradise.
3: Well, no, no, no. That that woman, I tell you, you just leave her for football,
2: Coach. The beautiful, the lovely pair of dice. It is her off season, but we thought about bringing her back for the uh, March Badness Tournament. Eleven twenty five is game number one here in the Chicago area. Uh T V wise. The game's actually be playing in New Orleans in the New Orleans Arena. I'm not familiar with the New Orleans arena, but Old Dominion. ODU taking on Notre Dame and Big Dog, from what I understand, the most valuable piece of equipment in this game will be the thirty second shot clock.
3: The the thirty five second shot clock? What is it?
2: Thirty five these days?
3: Yeah, thirty five. I can't 30. keep track.
2: We have apparently both these two well, we know Notre Dame. Once Heron godey went down, they changed their offense, and now it's called—I think they've nicknamed it—the slow burn. They use all thirty-five seconds. Old Dominion does the same thing. So, if you need a mid-morning nap, on Notre Dame and Old Dominion will give that to you.
3: So we might have a—we uh, might have like a, a forty-eight to forty-one barn burner in this one, is what you're saying.
2: I'm thinking fifty-six, fifty-two, but it'll be a barn burner, nevertheless.
3: Okay, that, yeah. that sounds good to me. Yeah. I, I can handle any style of basketball, coach. You know, especially considering. There's 63 games left in the season, yep. and every one of them is a one and done. That's It's pretty exciting. I think mm-hmm. they're less if I'm watching a Princeton-style, a slow burn, or 40 minutes of hell.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I would agree with that. Notre Dame, um, interestingly, it's interesting dichotomy. They've become a better team when their star player went down. Not initially, but once they adjusted to it. And I think the coach made a great decision. When Luke Herringordy, who, uh, you know, maybe a first-team All-American in the Picture for player of the year when he went down and then he comes back, instead of putting him back in the starting lineup, he brings him in as a super sub. I think that's a brilliant move, Big Dog. A, you don't destroy the chemistry of the starting lineup. B, psychologically, when you're playing another team and you know that they've got 20 points a game sitting on the bench ready 20 to come points
3: in. and rebounds.
2: Yeah, I think it's psychologically you worry more about Heron Goaty coming off the bench than you do if he's starting. That was a brilliant move by Michael Bray.
3: Yeah, and and I, and I think it was a brilliant move because Michael Bray was going to be flexible about it, Coach. Where if it didn't work, Heron Goody was going to be right in the starting lineup. But it's been brilliant because it worked, and he's like, you know what? Let's leave it alone. Let's not mess with it too much. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know that's also why to stick with it because it, it's probably really tempting to put Heron Goody out of the court right when the when the ball is tipped. You know, mm-hmm. so. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. He's an excellent head coach over there.
2: Next game they're going to show us here and again. You want to talk about any of the matchup? any of the games, basketball expert Joel Radwanski will quickly read up on that particular team and give you his expertise. <laughs> uh, 888-463-6748 if you want to check in, talk a little March Madness here on the two guys. And a Mike show. Of course, you can always email us at uh, mike 2 com. Big dog game number two here in our area, North Texas State.
3: Taken North on, Texas. Remember, they okay. dropped the state a couple of years ago. I'm
2: sorry, North Texas, uh taking on Kansas State. They didn't drop the state in Kansas, did they?
3: No, they did, but that, that's only when Bill Stoff was in town.
2: Because then you'd have two teams named Kansas. That could be a problem. Maybe mm-hmm. you could call them Kansas Wesleyan. Whoever the heck they are, they're a good ball club. Frank Martin is a maniacal coach. Jacob Pullen is a great player. K-State, prohibitive favorite. Any chance the mean green of North Texas could pull off the upset?
3: Just to let you know, Frank Martin, now that he was hired, wants everybody to know that he's Cuban. So now he's Frank Martin. Before <laughs> that, he didn't want anybody to know.
0: Yeah.
3: I'm just that's just more of a pain in the butt that this team is. I'm rooting for North Texas in this team, even though I know it's not going to happen. So mm-hmm. there you go. Frank.
2: So you're, you're rooting against uh, Coach Frank Martin?
3: Yeah, I am.
2: He's the guy who took over for Bobby Huggins, right?
3: Yeah, and he's also a guy He's like, a, I like to pattern myself after Bob Knight and Bob Huggins. And right when I heard that, I'm like, I'm done with him. I'm done. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> I mean, if this guy can win eight national championships over the next 40 years, I'm still going to remember him saying he's going to pattern himself after one of the biggest jokes, <laughs> idiot temper tantrum guys on the planet, Body night. So. Stop
2: beating around the bush and say what you really feel. Come on. I,
3: I shall. One
2: yeah. day. Uh, you know, there's an interesting matchup. We both said that we thought Temple and Cornell. And now, this is tomorrow.
3: It's yeah. going to be an interesting first-round matchup. Is tomorrow, Coach, because – no, it can't be tomorrow because doesn't – Kansas State play the winner of that? Oh, no, that is tomorrow. My fault, Yeah,
2: football. Yeah, Friday. But I think uh, the coach of Cornell was the assistant coach under the coach from Temple when they were both at Pennsylvania, right? Fran Dumphy, I think he's the Temple coach. He was at Pennsylvania. His assistant at Pennsylvania is now the head coach of Cornell. Bottom line, the assistant is taking on the head coach. Temple versus Cornell, yet another angle on this already uh, fascinating game. Uh, I got
3: to tell you something, coach. I, I lost how many angles you just gave me, to yeah. be quite honest with you. All the right. connection seems pretty coincidental, though.
2: Well, you've heard of the uh, – what, what's the six degrees of uh, Kevin Bacon? Yes, Coach. Right? Well, this is the six degrees of Coach Fran Dunphy. Not nearly as fascinating, by the way, as the six degrees of Coach Kevin Bacon.
3: Not as much fun to play as a drinking game.
2: No, not at all. Hey, by yeah, the way, say – You're th-
3: going to get real drunk after about five names. Because <laughs> there aren't any more. <laughs>
2: Speaking of uh, drinking and imbibing a little bit, uh, St. Patrick's Day, we did talk to you yesterday. You were going to head out to an establishment of your choice, hopefully meet a few of our listeners, and more importantly, you had a rare first date on St. Patrick's evening, a young lady from Ecuador. I have Ecuador, by the way, going to the round of uh, 16 and then getting knocked off. But uh, how did the date go, and do you think Ecuador can advance?
3: Oh, definitely. Ecuador is definitely going to advance to the next round, (laughs) Coach. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> um you know, it was, it was funny because on the Irish uh, holiday, one that I normally get so drunk that I end up in a place. I always find some place new to wake up uh, on the 18th of March. <laughs> it was nice to wake up in my own bed this morning. Uh, but we went to a French restaurant last night, Coach. Wait a
2: minute. On St. Yes, Patrick's on Saint Day, Day, a Polish guy with an Ecuadorian mm-hmm. lady, and you went to go eat at a French restaurant.
3: No, you do realize I'm half Irish, half this Polish, is, right? I do have a mom.
2: Almost as confusing as the Fran Dunphy story.
3: Okay. Well, it, well, we went to a French place. It was called Jacques. Little box. I beg your it, pardon. It, it's translated oh, uh, sh- from French and English <laughs> as Jack in the Box. Okay, so we were, were in line. This is a good girl. We're in line, you know, and I'm counting up my nickels. Okay, and she's all of a sudden I hear Biggie size the meal, and I'm like, the girl can barely speak English, and she knows Biggie size. So now I'm sweating because I don't have enough money to get my own value meal. Uh huh. And I'm talking to the guy, and I'm trying to make some conversation with him. And I realized with 11.6% unemployment in the Chicagoland area, the guy working at the Cashers at the Jack and Box is a former doctor. This guy's smart. You know what I'm saying, coach? <laughs> yes. And he figures out that, you know, that I don't have enough money because of the value meal, the, the she biggie size, okay? Uh-huh. So the guy's like, hey, man, do you want a drink with that? And I'm like, yeah, I do. He splashed me with some water right in my face, coach. That really helped out. Wow. I cooled down a little bit. Now, how that, cool is I- that? After I got done panicking, I looked back Jack in jack-in-the-box. It was Felix Haredi on the fire machine, former cup middle reliever. <laughs> working in the fire machine. It was absolutely fantastic. She realized that because of the biggie size, I didn't have enough money. So she said, you know, I'm watching well, my weight. I'll just take a smaller one. So, mm-hmm. Coach, we both got hamburgers and fries. and It was absolutely a wonderful day. Beautiful.
2: So. Beautiful. It sounds like a very romantic evening, and uh, I'm assuming hopefully there will be a second date. Possibly you're going to step up and maybe go to Chipotle on your second date.
3: You know, to be honest with you, I think we might have a second date because she only said one time when when she slapped me and walked away, I'm going to act like this never
0: happened. <laughs>
3: so I was pretty impressed. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. she only said it once. Normally I get it like two or three, mm-hmm. but she did make a copy of my ID, and she said she wanted to send it to the FBI for some reason. Okay. That was a little disconcerting. That's that's
2: a little bit of problem problematic. You could be used to it at this point. At the end of the night, did she uh, take a look at your brackets before the evening was over?
3: No, no. Uh, since you know, since I don't have a car, she was gonna. <laughs> I, uh, she gave me her transfer for the bus, okay. which I thought was pretty really sweet. Most people wouldn't do that. That's okay. pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, she did. It was a little weird. She took her her shoes off in the car, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: just joking. <laughs>
2: Oh goodness! Anyone who could oh, follow the, a, anyone who could follow good. that particular story. For, for transcripts of today's show, by the way, if anybody wants transcripts, I have no idea why you would, but if you want transcripts of today's show, you can write our producer David Olson here at thetalkzone.com. Uh, again, care of producer David Olson. Make sure you put two guys and a mic show. I'm sure a lot of people will be requesting transcripts of today's show, Big Dog. Yeah,
3: I'm. I, that's I'm a sorry damn lie,
2: and you know it. I- <laughs> Hey, by the way, uh, as long as we're off the sporting, and I meant to bring this up yesterday, we have new members of the Hall of Fame. Did you see this? No. You did not. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, located in uh, beautiful Cleveland, Ohio, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, new members of the Hall of Fame. Uh, Genesis. Genesis. Iggy Pop. About time for Iggy. Jimmy Cliff. How old is Iggy? He's not that old, is he?
3: Iggy Pop, I would have to say 60. Really? Easily, coach
2: doesn't look a day over fifty
3: three. And another thing, Dave Olson well, Iggy Pop looks like he's dead. So the, the ages, he hasn't aged in thirty years because he still looks like a mummy.
2: He and Mick, Jag- <laughs> he and Mick Jagger both uh, have worn kind of have aged the same way. They both look weirder, but they've stayed in great shape. Uh, and then we should mention ABBA. And you give me a hard time for you know the radio show we used to do. I used to play ABBA music all the time, a dancing queen and stuff. ABBA. ABBA makes the Hall of Fame, Big Dog. Give a shout-out to our good friends from ABBA.
3: I'll shout-out, considering that you're Sweden's greatest export ever. I would have to say that's pretty impressive, Coach.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not ashamed enough of my masculinity to say I enjoy an ABBA, and I think I've said the same thing about a Mary Manilow. I find Barry Manilow as a person very disturbing, slightly weird, but I actually, uh, again, I'm... I'm Comfortable enough in my own testosterone to say that I enjoy the, the music, the sound, the voice of a Barry Manilow.
3: I've a- you something, Coach. Barry Manilow has taught me a little bit about myself. When I was at WGN, he came into the studio. Really? Okay? Okay. He was taller than me. He's six foot two. He's thin. He's a 6'2", 185. I mean, really in good shape guy. He's a good-looking guy. Every single woman there was all over the man who makes the whole world sing. I am not kidding you. I will not make fun of Barry Manilow because, quite honestly, the man's a pimp. Okay? (laughs) I don't care. Big, tall, white, black. Every woman (laughs) in that room was hanging on every word he said, and I swear to God, he could have Snapped his fingers, pointed his finger at a woman, and she would have followed <laughs> him back to his hotel room. I'm not kidding. He's... I never saw anything more magical in my life. And we're talking Barry Manilow, coach. <laughs> the guy was wearing like a pink
2: suit. He sings the song that make the young girls sing.
3: So you won't ever hear me rip Barry okay. Manilow. His music, Six yes, two. After long. seeing that little way, he the man has magic. Okay, Six because.
2: feet two. I pictured him like five ten, rather waifish, maybe a hundred and fifty five pounds. I did not realize he was that tall of a man.
3: Coach, he could definitely play off guard in your rec league, maybe even small forward. Okay. okay. All right. In your rec league, not mine. Yeah.
2: All right. So there it is. I just want you to throw that out. We follow the Sports Hall of Fame all the time. We got to throw some kudos out to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Hollies, Jimmy Cliff, Iggy Pop, ABBA, and Genesis. What? I'm not even. I couldn't tell you one song Genesis sang.
3: Oh, come on, coach. Legitimately, you, Phil Collins. Are oh, you Phil serious? Collins. Okay. Pete Gabriel. Okay. Peter Gabriel. You know, Genesis? You, I guarantee I've, you could probably sing ten uh, Genesis
2: songs. I forgot that Phil Collins was connected with Genesis. I'm not a rock and roll guy that you are. You know, I follow it, okay. but I don't. It's not like a passion of mine.
3: All right, okay, but yes, sir. Well, who's the Hollies? Is that who, who's that?
2: The Hollies? Yeah. I don't. I don't think it's Buddy Holly. I don't know who are the Hollies. Help us out, any music fans out there? Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. Hey, we got to take a quick break, Big Dog. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more March Madness. Okay.
3: And we also have someone from uh, the show, Engage, coming uh, soon in the show, Coach.
2: We are going to take a quick break, talk to a uh, beautiful, young, up-and-coming actress. That should be very exciting. This is not the young lady you had the date with last night. now.
3: Oh, no, absolutely not, Coach. So, like be I confused. said, there is, there is already a restraining order mm-hmm. against me with her. All
2: right. And we got to talk some baseball news, another hockey hit involving a Blackhawk and the football players. Changing rosters, some interesting pickups in the last couple of days. Big dog, we'll go off the March Madness for a quick, brief moment, and then back to College Hoops. TalkZone.com, it's two guys and a mic. We'll take a quick break, back in about 46 seconds. Don't go anywhere
1: Lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888 go for it. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski on TalkZone.com. Oh,
2: big dog, spring has sprung. The grass is ris. I wonder where the birdies is. It's absolutely gorgeous outside now. Keep in mind you could be shoveling snow by next Monday. It is Chicago. Yeah. Colder weather coming, but uh very quickly. Uh, what spring fever have you been hit by it did you go and pick up your newspaper and your boxer short wearing nothing but your boxer shorts this morning
3: you no know, it's funny you said that because yesterday no joke i shaved my head in my backyard in nothing but my boxer shorts coach.
2: you shaved your head in your backyard
3: yeah that, in my boxer shorts why, is that, that wrong
2: uh, i think so actually why, why wouldn't you shave your head inside
3: well it's so nice out i kind of want to get some sun i didn't feel like sweeping up right. my hair that was all over my bathroom. So I was like, what the heck? I'll do it on my back porch. It's
2: not a bad call. Not a bad okay. call. Let, let the birds pick up all the hair clippings. Did you get rid of some of the unsightly back hair?
3: Uh, I can't reach that, coach. <laughs> I've, I've been trying to, but I don't have one of those razors that are like four feet long, like one of those those back well, scratches that your grandma had. Well, You've know you got I
2: mean? you to get one of the Never Ender extenders. David Olson, our producer, long a longtime fan of that particular product. I'll hook you up with one. I used to That's, sell those things.
3: That that's uh that's a back scratcher, back shaver? Well, I thought that it, was for something totally else.
2: It has multi purposes, but one of it it can get rid of unsightly hairlines, the never ender extender. Yeah. Available for nineteen ninety nine, and then we'll send you a couple of copies of the show along with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to continue talking some college basketball. Folks, you want to check in, it's 888 But very quickly, we jump off the sports page more often than not. That's what the two guys in a mic show is all about. Want to bring in a special guest right now. Uh, An up-and-coming young actress, I believe, from the Chicago area. We'll find out in just a second. She's going to be appearing in a TV show called Engaged. It's Pamela Pratt joining us here at Two Guys at a Mike.
4: Pamela, how are you? Pamela! Hi. Hello, I'm amazing. How are you?
2: We are doing outstanding. Pamela, we're trying to figure out who's going to win the Texas A&M-Utah State Aggies game. Give us a hint. Which team do you favor? Ooh.
4: Go with the Aggies. Family. I don't know. Being a female, I'm not, I don't follow. I'm, I'm so sorry.
3: Pamela, well. you didn't just fill out a bracket because you're the type of girl that would win in my pool. I guarantee <laughs> Oh, they're cute. They have that color. I'd be the, the
4: one next that you're just you're randomly. you Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the one that just, oh, this I like their colors, and I'd pick them, and I bet I'd win.
2: <laughs> see, Pamela was actually a trick question because if you pick the Aggies, you are going to be right because it's the Texan AM, Texas A and M Aggies taking on the Utah State Aggies. So we threw a we threw an easy one at you.
4: Oh well, yeah. Just you know, all you got to do is pick the in Aggies in your right. beautiful. <laughs> did we,
2: hey, did we get it right, Pamela? Are you uh, uh, a Chicago actress or from another city?
4: I am. Well, I'm actually I live I'm in Mapleville, NASA. So I'm in, am in the Chicago area. Okay. However, I grew up um, out in the country over near Macomb, Illinois. Okay. You know where that is? What, what high school, did, what, what high school did you go to? I went to uh, Roseville High School. Roseville? Nobody will know what it is or where it's at because it doesn't exist anymore. It really? was a very small high school. They got rid of your <laughs> high school? It
3: high school. What was that? A defunct high school? Seriously, it doesn't exist anymore?
4: Wow. It does not exist. It's now it, They had to consolidate with another high school from a nearby town. Okay. When I graduated, my graduating class was 32. Wow. So you can kind of get an idea of like how small this school was. Wow. I think 30, I was the second to last graduating class. 32 people. So
2: the same 32 people from freshman year to senior year, I would imagine yep. that's got pluses and minuses. Did familiarity at some point breed contempt by the end of the four years?
4: Oh, for sure. We I been mean, actually the same people, not just through the four years, but since I was in kindergarten. Wow. Yeah, good yeah. point. This is same people to, everybody. the same How did that
2: work like with dating and stuff? You break up with somebody, you know, and you're in a big class of, you know, 500 people, <laughs> 700 people. In 32 <laughs> people, though, everybody knows everybody's business a little, or, or is it better to date someone from another school?
4: Oh, yeah. Well, the nearby schools were kind of like, I guess, part of our high school at Dean because we would co-op with other schools nearby for sports we were too small sometimes to like make a whole football team mm-hmm. so i don't know kind of associating with the other high schools was kind of like
0: okay. they, were, they kind
4: of became part of our high school in a way so
0: late, late it kind
4: late. of made the dating pool a little bit bigger but so yeah there were awkward moments okay. you date somebody and then you know you're
2: very very sad story folks news, so. she, she <laughs> left her high school and her high school is now defunct i believe they turned it into a Senior assisted senior citizens home is that correct?
4: <laughs> well, the high, the building still there. It's now <laughs> a junior high for the new consolidated oh, right. school, so it's still there. But okay. if I went back, I wouldn't recognize a single right. person or anything there anymore. I
2: so. thought maybe they turned it into a plastics factory. So it's still an educational thing. So we're all now. It I feel is. better. I don't feel so bad. All right, <laughs> now let's talk about your uh, up and coming actress career. Talk about engaged and any other shows you've done, Pamela, where the fans might uh, recognize you from.
4: Um. As far as shows, not so much. They might recognize – I've done a Valley Fitness commercial and a North Shore Shore Glenbrook commercial. Some of the things you might see me pop up in. Uh, Other than that, I've done some independent films, student films. Um, One of the independents actually um, has gotten accepted into several film festivals and will be premiering starting in April, like over Mm -hmm. 50 film festivals through the United States and some. Countries, other countries as well. Nice. Um, But engaged, I play the character of Isabella. All my friends call me Isa. And um, I actually get engaged during the show. Uh-huh. So, it's kind of fun. And I believe it's Joel's restaurant where.
3: Yeah, now, Joel, I got a question. Do you have a part in this uh, show, Joel? You know, I love the fact, you know, seriously, Pamela, he asks me this every single week we have somebody on. So it's good to know that at least somebody, you know, that I'm actually in this thing. Well, not very. I don't have a big part. So, oh, yeah. so you're ready, Joel? <laughs> yes, coach, believe it or not. I own the diner.
4: <laughs> One more time. Who are you, Joel? <laughs> I couldn't resist. This.
2: Like six weeks in a row, I keep asking Joel what party he's got.
4: <laughs> I, I see. All
3: I've right. memorized all my lines so far, but like, you want those over? <laughs> okay, and I got them all. But they're memorized.
2: <laughs> Pamela and, and Joel's been. We know he's a tremendously talented radio um, personality. Honestly, now and Joel's, it's a pretty tough guy. I think he can take an honest assessment. If you were a uh, uh, Hollywood talent judge, give us a breakdown of the big dog's acting ability or lack thereof.
4: Well, he's a natural. I think See, he's a natural coach, at it. <laughs>
3: she has never seen me act because we haven't worked yet together, but she has seen me hit on one of her friends like a year ago, so that's the only reason why she knows me at all as an <laughs> No, he's great.
4: He's going to do great.
2: <laughs> so we act seriously, though. You think Joel's got some acting talent?
4: Yes, of course.
2: Okay.
3: She yeah. wouldn't know, though, Coach. She's never seen me act, so she's being a good actress right now because she's lying to you. She has no idea.
2: What do you mean she's never seen you act? You guys are filming the same TV show.
3: Yeah, I know, but that doesn't mean we've been we've worked together because we're we uh, we, we haven't worked yet. We're going to work like in two or three weeks when when we do our scene together. So you can we call her back and then you can act. I'm very
4: confident. You don't sound very confident, Joel.
3: No, I'm extremely in confident. Well, I, well, I'm just letting you. I'm just letting Coach know that you're acting right now because we haven't done it yet. So but I do appreciate that. <laughs> well,
4: I believe you. Be, well, you're a natural on the radio, so I think it's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I guess we'll find out when we start filming, right?
2: Very good. Now, Pamela, you're, are you playing the part of one of the engaged couples? I am.
4: Okay. I am. What's I the am. What,
2: What's the personality of your what? What uh, every character I'm sure has a little quirk. What is the uh, personality right. characteristic you're playing?
4: My character, she's sort of a um, she's a sweet, very down to earth type of girl. She just graduated from med school. She's been with the same um, guy for like five years. Mm-hmm. And kind of the opposite of all the other couples, because all the other couples have something screwed up going on with them. Somebody's cheating, somebody's doing drugs, somebody's keeping secrets, whatever. It's just, they're all messed up. And Isabella and Tyler's characters, their relationship is sort of that wholesome relationship that everybody else looks up to, kind of like the perfect relationship. But
3: mm-hmm. So, you got the tough one then. Because it's easy to be the bad girl, you know, and have all the fun stuff going on. But if you have to make something interesting out of you being a normal good girl, that's a little bit more difficult.
4: I know, right? Well, there is a twist in the show. Um, I don't give it away, but there is there is some drama that goes down towards the end of the episode. You think everything is great. You know, we get engaged. Um, and then I learned something about my new fiance that I did not know about and kind of changes the way I've looked at this entire relationship for the past five years. I think oh, most
2: man. most you're of the kidding. emailers, Joel, have not even seen a picture of Pamela based on voice alone. Uh, Bobby from Bowling Larry from Libertyville, Tom from Tinley Park, and some guy named Easy Earl all want to know if Pamela is uh, single, engaged, or married.
3: What well, are my
4: buddies? A...
3: <laughs> I, you're. You definitely have, because I know every single guy in my house hit on you that night when you came over to my house. So I, I would have to say she's got to have a boyfriend by now, coach. That's my guess. <laughs>
4: well, thank you. Oh, sorry if I disappoint, but I, I'm actually, I am married. Married? Yeah. I got to talk to your husband. Uh, yep. <laughs>
2: Easy Earl just dropped off the line. Larry from Libertyville, he's gone. Oh, no. Bobby from Brook out the door. Tom, they don't care about our <laughs> basketball picks, big dog, but they're very interested in the work of Pamela Pratt.
3: Leslie from the north side has stayed on, though, coach.
2: Yes, and there is some girl named Cindy who's still interested.
4: Oh, Cindy. Hi, Cindy.
2: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Beautiful. Pamela, all kidding out. we wish you the best of luck. And, again, the show is called Engaged, and it's not yet contracted yet, so we're in the situation where you are and we as fans are hoping that it will make uh, some form of network TV. Do I got that correct?
4: That is right. We're hoping for HBO or Showtime, uh, it's the next one of those sort of um, those networks, but that's what we're that's
2: what we're shooting for. It's more of an adult. Beautiful. Well, we wish you the best of luck, and we got your pick down for the Aggies. So if you're right, you're going to be one and zero in your <laughs> basketball picks. And uh, next time you see Joel, slap him on the side of the face for me because I I don't know what he did wrong, but I guarantee he's done something wrong. So just slap you're him welcome. on behalf of us.
4: I will do. <laughs> okay, I appreciate it, Pamela.
2: Be- best of luck, Pamela.
4: You're welcome. Thanks so much. All Have a right. good
2: day. Thank you, Pamela Pratt. Sounds like a lovely, lovely young lady. You know how the three Stooges, Mo would like hit Curly, Joe. Uh
0: huh. Yeah.
2: Cur- Curly would go, well, "What's that for?" And Moe would say, "Well, that's for what you did wrong when I wasn't watching."
3: <laughs> well, I, I trust me. I, I get that a lot. I used to get that a lot from my ex. Uh-huh. Just assumed I had jacked something up. Even most of the time I did. She was right, but those times she was wrong, I really frustrating <laughs> but you know the guy andrew uh, morrow who wrote this you're talking about how the pamela is lovely yes I, the only reason why he wrote this show i think is to get around beautiful girls because i don't even think he found out as, i don't know if the pamela can act but i think that he he went for the look more than mm-hmm. anything else i
2: love andrew all right so, so you as the uh, owner of the diner you got plenty of interesting patrons to work with is that what you're saying
3: oh there's plenty coach there is mm-hmm. there's plenty of shenanigans going on
2: beautiful Beautiful. We love shenanigans, we love Pamela Pratt. Sounds like a nice young lady. Uh, and again, the TV show is called Engaged Actor, and now radio star Joel Radwanski, my partner and the two guys in a mic show here, 888-463-6748. Before we go back and finish up with uh, college basketball talk, Big Dog, a couple of things in the news and notes. One, Blackhawk Brett Seabrook got smashed into the boards, the second consecutive Blackhawk that has been... uh apparently hit with a dirty hit your thoughts i know you're a blackhawk fan
3: i uh, coach i haven't seen the hit I, I was real 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 busy i did not see the hit So I, I, I i've been told it was cheap i was told it wasn't as cheap as the campbell hit so it'd be kind of hard for me to talk about it but hopefully Seabrook is healthy really quickly because him duncan keith tomerson those three defensemen are critical in the success for the chicago blackhawks so uh See, Brooke, there's a reason why you're wearing a gold medal for the Canadian team. You're awesome. I hope you get better soon. Mm-hmm.
2: All right, go. very good. Well, we'll, we'll wait until you get that hit. i got a feeling you'll comment on that on uh, tomorrow's show. Let's go real quickly to football, and again, we'll get back to March Madness in just a second. But some interesting things happening in the football world. A Brady Quint, the Notre Dame superstar, he signs on with Denver, Ladanian Tomlinson, Three years ago, he was the next best thing in pro football. Three years later, he can barely find a team he does with the Jets. And the Chicago Bears, your team released both Jason McKee and Nathan Vasher. Some thoughts on football, my friend.
3: Uh, Coach, there is no salary cap this year. And that means two things to everybody out there that gives a crap about football finances. It means this. One, your team can pay their players whatever amount next year. There's Mm -hmm. no cap. So... They can spend money without any worry besides the fact of how much they're going to make as a team. And then the other one is this. When you cut somebody, it doesn't count against your cap because you don't have a cap, which means that you can get rid of bad contracts and never have to worry about paying these guys ever again. And guess what that means? Nathan Vassar, you got cut because you no longer are the interceptor. And Jason McKee, you got cut because we got a angry Samoan who can block a lot better than you. I hope you have a really good career, Jason McKee.
2: <laughs> it is definitely one of the ways to get success in the NFL these days. If you have an angry Samoan up in front of you blocking, I don't know if it's officially in the rule book, but uh, I can tell you as a mid-level fan, that's a good thing.
3: Coach, do you, know, do you know, okay, if you are a senior in high school right now, I'm not talking about just on the football team, yep. but if you're a starting a starting football player, on a high school football team as a senior, what? How many? How many persons? How many people does it take before you get a scholarship? Like one in a thousand. What do you think it is?
2: For high school,
3: uh, I would say a one. To a, division a Division One scholarship. School. One
2: out of hundred and twenty.
3: Uh, believe it or not, coach, it's much, much higher. It's like one in fifteen hundred. Wow. On this island of Samoa, okay, it's one out of every three kids that goes over there as a Division One player, on this island. 60 Minutes did this thing. You've got to watch this 60 Minutes thing on Samoan football. It mm-hmm. is All University of Illinois needs to do right now is come up with the University of Illinois at Samoa, okay, so they can actually get these kids educated, put it through prep school, and get, we can have a whole team of Samoans. So.
2: Yeah, every university has like what they call, I think, an adjunct school. Yeah. Champaign needs to have an adjunct school out in uh, Samoa.
3: Those people have beautiful hair. We can have it like a beautician school or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I am not kidding about this. All right. I, 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 they, they, Illinois needs to do something to start getting them Samoans to start coming to Illinois.
2: Quick trivia yeah. question for you. Football related. Which quarterback was known as? The throwing in Samoan.
3: Uh, Marcus Tui Asasopo. Uh, and you know why you nope, asked that nope, trivia nope, Because nope, nope. nope. you couldn't pronounce ah, his name.
2: Ah. Incorrect. Who is it? Jack Thompson. Jack right. Thompson? Yeah, from the University of Washington. He was Samoan? His name was Jack Thompson? I'm telling you. He was the original throw-in Samoan. I believe you. I'm not sure. Now you got me questioning myself.
3: Well, the University of Washington uh, quarterback, Marcus Tuiasosopo, was probably the second one, Mm -hmm. obviously. I'm not. Yeah, I believe you. I don't right. think you're lying. To me.
2: Uh, now, another another thing, NFL related. We got a little quick little news and notes off the college basketball world. Back to March Madness in just a iota, but the NFL owners are going over what I think maybe, if I could say, is the worst rule in professional sports. And that's the overtime rule in pro football. You've heard me rail on it for many years, big dog, where you flip a coin. One team gets a cheap penalty and an eight yard gain up the middle. And then they bring in a Samoan place kicker who kicks a 53 yard field goal and the game's over. A hard fought three hour battle, overtime football and a field goal ends it without the other team answering. I think it's abysmal. And apparently the owners are at least addressing it. There's a chance. There could be a chance for rebuttal by the defending team,
3: and most and there's a, a really good chance that it's going to at least happen for playoff games, coach. And what I mean by that is, you know, it's they might not do it regular season only playoff games change it to make sure everybody gets a chance. And I have no problem with that. I think that's the way you should do it because if they don't change it regular season, they should change regular season. But if they don't, I understand it because you know what? There's 15 other games, and if you lose the game because you were tied after overtime. And then you get, you know, you lost it because of, like you said, a penalty or something like that. Well, you got 15 other games to make that up. You, you should try to make it up. Mm-hmm. The playoff games, there's nothing you could do. Ask the Minnesota Vikings about it. You, you know, Minnesota Vikings didn't have a chance to get the ball, yeah. and basically there was pass interference and a bunch of other stupid penalties on that drive. And all of a sudden, Minnesota didn't get to go to the Super Bowl. I mm-hmm. wasn't unhappy about it. I was pretty happy about it, but yeah, coach.
2: Yeah, they're talking about um. If one team gets a field goal, the other team will be able to respond. If a team scores a touchdown, then they would not. If the one team gets a field goal, the other team responds with a field goal, then you're going to go back to your sudden death playoff.
3: I think you you described it a little bit too difficult, Coach. It's basically this. Both teams get a chance with the football, okay? And um, at at that particular time, uh, after both teams have had the ball, if neither team has scored a touchdown, then it ends up being just a one possession game and it goes into the normal overtime. I I, I know I, so just say um if one of them scores a touchdown and the other one doesn't the game's over with. If neither if one kicks a field goal, the other kicks a field goal then it goes into o- then in the regular overtime. I know it's, I don't know. I think I made it more complex by just de- describing mm-hmm. it that way
2: actually. Well, you know what, we're going to figure it out. Hopefully they're at least addressing, and hopefully there'll be some change. And I think it is—it's uh, been a rule that's been around for a long time. And I'm hoping at some point they will change it. They started in the playoffs. That's at least a step in the right direction.
3: Absolutely, coach. Absolutely.
2: Any time the NFL owners get to over uh, get together, you know it's a good time. I'm sure uh, St. Patrick's Day was pretty wild with some of those NFL. I heard Virginia McCaskey, by the way, the Bears owner, apparently the life of the owner St. Patrick's Day party.
3: Uh, seriously, Coach, she showed everybody where she has her uh her J-Mo tattoo. <laughs> it's a transplant, Coach. Who would have thought?
2: <laughs> All right. 888-463-6748. The phone number. One other quick note in the world of baseball, our beloved Chicago Cubs. It's nothing to do on the field, but it's off the field. or It's kind of in between on the field and off the field because the big story today was signage. They're thinking of putting a big, electronic, illuminated sign. In left field, big dog. You're a longtime Wrigley Field guy. Uh, You know, is it just a matter of time before the Cubs do it, too, or is it going to destroy the beautiful ambiance of Wrigley Field?
3: Yeah, every single year a little bit less of the ambiance will be taken out of Wrigley Field. And you know what? I could really care less if the park looks different now than it did the first time I walked into that perfect facility back in 1977. Okay? I care less. Everybody, oh, they're wrecking Wrigley Field. Well, when they do that, don't complain that the Cubs don't have enough money to pick up a, a middle reliever or whatever. They're going to get a couple million dollars out of this coach. They're putting it outside the stadium. I am not going to get upset about it. Would I like Wrigley Field to stay the same? Yes, I would. Everybody would. But you know what? Times change. So mm-hmm. that, sometimes you have to add some advertising to a stadium to, to generate a little bit of money. Okay? So
2: A man of great vision and common sense, Joel Radwansky, not caught up in the... The lure and the luster of baseball, but uh, very practical. By the way, the, uh, self, the um, self-reflecting mirrors they were going to put up in the men's washroom right next to the troughs, those were shot down. Those That will not happen.
3: Well, I'm glad there's no mirrors above the troughs, Coach. <laughs> Seriously. that That is good. I don't need to see that whole line of you-know-what. Uh, yeah, nope. that
2: was one of the ideas that was shot down. I think Virginia McCaskey said no to
3: that. I guarantee you though, but if if when these if there are a segment of the Cub fans complaining, they're wrecking wiggly. I just I just when the if the Cubs ever win the World Series and people are celebrating in the field, I don't think everyone's gonna say, Oh, that, that Toyota sound out in left center field's really wrecking this moment right mm-hmm. now. So Yeah, well, but the mirror above the trough coach, I'm a little uncomfortable with it.
2: Well, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad that got shot down. But you know, you could say it's all about winning and who cares what the field looks like. Well, there's no guarantee when and if you're going to win. So let's uh, keep some of the ambiance. And I understand the reality, as you so well stated, but uh, there is something special about Wrigley Field. Let's not cheapen it up too much. I don't mind a sign in left field. What bothered me is the giant sign, and then next to it, illuminated. Not thrilled with the idea.
3: Yeah, well, how about they put up, why don't they put up the Toyota replay board and, like, buy one of those houses across the street and put up a, a gigantic replay board, like, across Waveland over one of those houses. Mm-hmm. So instead of just an advertisement, we can actually see a replay of that unbelievable Sam Fold catch where he goes into the base of the it's brick wall and stuff. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's the bad. stuff I want to
2: see. They could do that. As long as they don't pave paradise and put up a parking lot, that's all we're concerned about. All right, can we take a quick break, Big Dog, and get back to the matter at hand, the games that are uh, about to start, my friend?
3: I, I-, I need one, Coach. All I right. need a break right now. I seriously, I only got four. It's forty minutes of hell. It's about to happen.
2: <laughs> paint a picture for the fans. Are you uh, at your desk right now? Do you got charts and breakdowns of the teams? Are you sitting at the breakfast table and wearing nothing but a towel? Or uh, what preparation? Yeah. Where you know, paint Coach a picture here. You, you got some charts in front of you.
3: Like Hall of Fame Coach Pete Ventrilli said, "There's no more time for preparation." You're not prepared yet, gentlemen. You're gonna get your, your butt handed to you. Just go out there and just win. And that's what I'm doing right now, Coach. I right. am sitting, but well, I'm not sitting, I'm walking the house right now. I'm outside of my studio. I'm just in my boxer shorts and that's it. Walking right. the house and my roommates are extremely uncomfortable right now. Wearing nothing they but
2: your wearing nothing. nothing but your Arkansas pine bluff, huh? Yeah, I yeah,
3: <laughs> you know.
2: Hey, we gotta talk about them when we come back. It's an amazing story. We'll take a quick break. David Olson, our producer, says get out of here, guys. We'll be back in about thirty eight seconds, to talk some college hoops back in a minute.
1: Time to get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski, on TalkZone.com.
2: And we are indeed back on the TalkZone.com, Two Guys and a Mic show. Thanks for joining us. Beautiful Thursday. Almost done. Is it just me, big dog, or does it feel like a Friday today? It's a Thursday with a Friday feel.
3: It's only because you're going to go home and put your butt on a couch and start watching Kansas State versus North Texas, Coach. The Thursday before the tournament always feels like a Friday, Coach, always. Mm-hmm. Always. Just like the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, It's that, it's got that same feel, Coach, because nobody's be, going to do uh, any work tomorrow across the United States.
2: That's true. That's true. We've, we've, I'm sure we've all read articles and stories about how office production uh, diminishes significantly. I read one article in the paper today where uh, – Despite the lack of production, what it does is it brings employees closer together. And, in fact, many uh, companies benefit from the closeness of the employees. In this case, they're all gathering together to talk about March Madness. So maybe it has some uh, residual benefits.
3: Yeah, sometimes companies got to look back and, and really think about everything that's going. It's not like people for eight hours watch games. You know, they, they check up on them and stuff. It, mm-hmm. It's good to have a little distraction at work every once in a while to, to break up the malaise. Mm-hmm. You
2: know, so No well, course, you're in
3: the service industry, then you never get a break.
2: No so. question. Some big games today, interesting games, first round. Well, I'm sure we'll see a couple of upsets. The interesting thing is try to figure out which ones they will be. Let's take a look at a few of the Thursday matchups. First of all, uh, we'll be watching tonight, number one team, number two overall, the Kentucky Wildcats taking on East Tennessee State. I would imagine, big dog, there's going to be some upsets, but uh, this is probably not one of them.
3: Yeah, I, I would really be shocked if yeah, any of the ones or, or, or twos lose in the first round. I'm really hoping North Texas can start it off and start this tournament off right and, and knock off Kansas State, but uh, I'm not going to expect it, Coach. Can
2: mm-hmm. any fans out there, you want to bring up a game, a matchup, get uh, the, the Big Dogs expertise on it, uh, dial it up at 888-463-6748, one of the more interesting matchups, the first evening game this morning. Uh, The first evening game tonight, Marquette the Golden Eagle taking on Washington Huskies, a 6 11 matchup. And uh, most people have been talking about, dog, this is one of the better first round matchups.
3: Yeah, it's funny. Everybody's, and I agree with them. Remember on Monday, that was like, I can't wait to see this game. All week, everybody's been talking about it. It's funny. This is the one CBS puts on the air. So, okay, folks, when I say this, I'm not happy about it. Illinois is not in. Northern is not in. (laughs) Northwestern is not in. Uh, UIC isn't in. Bradley's not in. So as it, normally all these schools are in for us. You know, UIC's in half the time, Illinois is in every year, Bradley's in half the time, Illinois State, Southern Illinois is in half the time. Well none of these teams are in. So is there any Illinois team in the tournament, coach? Uh,
2: Loyola, no. One one you word know response. No.
3: So this is the lowest year we've had as a as a Illinois as the state of Illinois in the tournament. Mm-hmm. So while at least the, the, we got to look at the one bright side. The bright side is this: they're going to put the best possible game on television for us at all times.
2: Yeah, and Marquette. Remember when Marquette does good, it's sort of like Valparaiso. Same thing. Uh, when they do good and our teams do bad, they become a Chicago area team.
3: Oh, the average, yeah, everybody wants to. Hey, what, you must hate Notre Dame. Well. No, no, just because Charlie Weiss was there. Trust me, when they're good, I like Notre Dame.
2: Yeah, Notre Dame's a Chicago-area team. So is Marquette, so we've got to be rooting for the Golden Eagle. By the way, have you heard their coach, uh, Buzz Williams, interviewed? Have you heard him uh, give a little bit of his buzz speak, if you will?
3: Uh, I have not heard it. Is it typical coach speak? No. Does he talk for minutes and say nothing? He talks for minutes, but he says a
2: lot. Really, really interesting character. Very animated On the sidelines, but I heard a uh, somewhat extended interview with him a couple of days ago. Very cool guy. Very cool guy. And clearly playing, or I should say coaching, with a chip on his shoulder. Because when he got named the Marquette coach, big dog, apparently most of the papers and the people in the fine state of Wisconsin, the Marquette fans, the general comment was like, buzz who? Why are we bringing up? He was the assistant coach, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Under cream. Why are we bringing up an assistant coach? There are so many successful coaches we could bring in. You know, who's this Buzz Williams kind of weird-looking guy with the bald hair? Well, the Buzzers got his team in the NCAA tournament twice in a row. And like I said, he's coaching with a chip on his shoulder.
3: Uh, do you think uh, hiring an assistant's worked out for Purdue? Do you think hiring an assistant's worked out for Wisconsin?
2: Yep.
3: You know, look at those coaches, Coach. Yes, I think it's done all right. Bo Ryan's pretty freaking good, isn't he? Matt Painter, he can coach my basketball team if Bruce Weber ever wants to retire. Okay, so I, I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, look down your bench. That might be your best coaching option. Mm-hmm. Who's the Who's the greatest coach in, in Bulls history, Coach? And even though both of us kind of disagree, we think he's a pain in the butt. But who's the greatest coach in Bulls history?
2: Dick Motta or Phil Jackson.
3: Okay, well, uh, uh, Phil Jackson was sitting on Bulls bench for a couple years before they hired him. Mm-hmm. They didn't go outside the organization. I agree with you. Sometimes look inside your organization first. That's where you should try to find your replacement, mm-hmm. especially right. in basketball.
2: So there's the Marquette Golden Eagle for you. Chicago are a team got to be rooting for them. New Mexico takes on Montana, if I remember correctly. You like uh, Steve Alford's New Mexico team to at least go a couple of rounds.
3: Yeah, you, you, I have been going to the Elite Eight coach. So, yes, yeah, this is a big game. And it's funny. It, it, it's, it, it's, it, I feel the same way with Temple as I do right now about new mexico if they get out of the first round watch out they can go on a nice little one they got good matchups afterwards Mm -hmm. or i could look like a total idiot and i'll have two teams that i put in the lead eight out in the first round (laughs) you really i mean that's i'm freaking out over this first round. if i can get past this first round coach i i I think i'm going to be all right Mm -hmm.
2: and probably a lot of people in your same uh Bracket-twisted situation as you are. How about Villanova? Uh, you have him going the distance here, taking on Robert Morris, the Colonels. Robert Morris, winners of the Northeast Tournament. Another Cinderella versus a Power. Could be an interesting matchup, but uh, the guard play for Villanova, Big Dog, awfully good.
3: Uh, I, I have a, a friend whose name is Robert Morris. He's not very athletic. So that's, <laughs> I'm going with Villanova on that one.
2: Yeah, there's a Division three, or is it NAIA? I always get it confused, but there's a Robert Morris University. Yes, there is. Here in the fine uh, city of Chicago, or actually it's River Forest, I think, right? Or am I Uh thinking of Trinity? It is
3: River Forest, and for some reason, no matter what happens, I always remember the fact that Benedictine University beat Robert Morris College 71 to 1 in in baseball about four (laughs) or five years ago. Remember that
2: 71
3: to 1. Yes, Are you told me about it. Which is funny that you don't remember. What, we were doing the show when you explained that, and ever since then, and somebody just says, "I just see my buddy Robert Morris, and I just say seventy-one to one. He's so sick of it. He's so sick of it."
2: I mean, <laughs> what happened to the slaughter rule in that game?
3: It's, it's college sports. There's no such thing as slaughter rule.
2: Seventy-one to one. Yeah, it's, wow. it's bad. It's the worst blowout
3: in the history of collegiate baseball.
2: That's not good. But, but but the Robert Morris basketball team, by the way, a Division three. Again, I might be confusing, or a NAIA powerhouse. One of the best around, top ten consistently, and they get very little ink in our Chicago newspapers.
3: Well, the reason why is people think that they're going to a Division I school. Robert Morris, hey, they were in the tournament last year, so they go (laughs) and then they find out there's seven people in the gym and five of them are suited up.
2: (laughs) Who was Robert Morris? Why does he have so many universities? Is he a famous person? That's a David
3: Olson question, Coach.
2: David Olsen is checking out. Robert Morris, I'm trying to think in history.
3: I really Mm -hmm. don't know who it is, Coach. I think he was a sailor, to be honest with you.
2: He's got two colleges named after him, though. That's pretty good.
3: I'm embarrassed that I don't know this. Mm -hmm.
2: All right, while he's looking up that, how about another good one? Uh, uh, Baylor Bears taking on Sam Houston State, the Bearcat.
3: Oh, this is cool because there's uh, a local flair Waco versus Houston. No, Sam Houston State is in Houston, isn't it, Coach? I believe it is. Okay, I was just figuring because it was in, you know, Named after the guy who founded Texas that's probably in Texas and hopefully in Houston. Both teams, uh,
2: by the way, have the exact same record, twenty five and seven.
3: Uh the problem is one team played in an extremely good Big Twelve, and the other one played in the not the big South, but like the Little South or something like mm-hmm. that. I forget the name of it. South, but
2: yeah, I think they're the Southland Conference. By the way, the three stars before David Olson. Tells us the question we've all been waiting for. Robert Morris University, the three stars for Baylor, the best three-named players in the tournament, Lace Darius Dunn, nicknamed yes. AC. Yeah, second he's
3: air conditioning. He's always right. cool. Second star is Tweety Carter. And because their, he spends way too much time on his Blackberry tweeting during games.
2: And their third star is forward center Ekpe Uda. Not sure what country he's from, but I think it's safe to say not the United States. P.
3: Well, If you Udo. can describe his game, I'll be able to tell you. Because that could either be German or African. So if you say uh, uh, athletic <laughs> blocks a lot of shots, but uh, limit, limited offensively, he's from Africa. And if you tell me, oh, he's got a really good pick-and-roll game, and he can shoot the jumper, and he's seven-foot, he's the soft dude from Germany. <laughs> Am I right?
2: (laughs) Basketball stereotypes, 001, folks. All right, very quickly, back to the question at hand. David Olson, who and or what was Robert Morris?
3: Robert Morris was actually kind of a founding father. He signed the Declaration of
2: Independence, the Constitutions, the Articles of Confederacy, but one of his greatest contributions is he created the dollar sign. Really? Wow. I wonder how he created
3: it. Well, he, he was... It was taken from a, a symbol used on Spanish currency, but he's the one that started to really adopt it and bring it an entire lexicon. Uh-huh. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, there it is. I, you know, I did think I did know he was a founding part of it. That part, of it, everything else, I did not know. But I thought he was part of the Navy with somebody. But that's all right.
2: <laughs> you ask a question, our producer David Olson will uh, come up with the answer. Very good, Robert know, the, the, By
3: the, the way, I always is,
2: I always thought the Articles of Confederacy extremely overrated.
3: David doesn't normally need the computer to
2: answer these questions, Coach, which is the the impressive thing. Most of it comes right off the top of his uh, somewhat enlarged cranium. (laughs) Yeah, But the Articles of Confederacy, you know, eh, when you compare it with the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, overrate it. That's all I can
3: say. Coach, it's all part of the story of the United States of America, okay? I
2: understand that, but I think sometimes the Articles of Confederacy gets too much credit sometimes.
3: Yeah, and sometimes you forget about the fact that this country had more below the, the south of the Mason-Dixon line, okay, besides just cotton, Coach. <laughs> so don't, and by the way, one of our buddies was, was hopefully said that we, that we were lucky we were not in the studio. I keep on getting talked about how I was yelling at you about the old and <laughs> stuff. I'm sorry, Coach. I'm sorry. I apologize. We might have I, didn't to do know a, I was getting that mad at you.
2: We might have to do a 64-team bracket with historical people or historical artifacts. And see which That's one, fun. you know, you could have a first round matchup between like a number one seed, the Constitution, taking on a number sixteen seed. Uh, what would a sixteen seed be? Maybe well, a,
3: a sixteen seed would be like uh, the O.J. Simpson quote after he was arrested. You know
2: what I mean? No, no, no. no. I, I, we're going all things back in the seventeen, late seventeen hundreds.
3: Oh, like so, like the founding stuff of yeah. America. Yeah,
2: historical artifacts, founding fathers, and you know, the Boston Tea Party would be. Probably a three-seed, taken on the Articles of Confederacy, which would be like a 14-seed, that kind of thing. Okay, okay. Ben Franklin, probably, who would your one-seeds be? George Washington. Oh, so it's going to be people and events? Or artifacts, yes, or and events. And events, so artifacts, events, and people. So you got to go well, George Washington, you got to go the... Thomas cons- Jefferson. And not a
3: one-seed, The Bill seed, of Rights. The Bill of Rights, a two-seed. How could the Bill of Rights be a two-seed and Thomas Jefferson or... Oh would George Washington be a The, the Declaration Bill of, of is Independence is a president.
2: one seed. Declare very good, David O'Shea. That's a one seed. The Constitution you, and the Bill of Rights, that's a two seed. Really? Yes. I'm with you on the declaration. The Constitution down to a two seed. I would say it's a two okay. seed. The professor is. Uh, the
3: bill of rights though, David, calling it a one seat, I couldn't agree more. I, I that is it's that it has to be a one seat. <laughs> okay.
2: All right, Big Dog, we gotta get out of here. We'll talk tomorrow and uh, preview Friday's games and talk about all the bracket ter- games that you predicted wrong, okay?
3: Heck yeah, David Olson. Thanks for producing the show, coach. I gotta I gotta I gotta go to work.
2: God bless you, Big Dog. <laughs> all <laughs> all
3: right. Right.
2: Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. We'll do it again tomorrow. Enjoy the games. March Madness begins. See you tomorrow at ten. Don't be late.